back, everybody, to another episode of Missing Wires. My name is Alex. Hi, I'm Jose. Hi, hi, hi. Hello. Hello. So today we're going to be kind of diving into uh, the topic of sacrifice in a few different ways, a few different angles. I think the main kind of header of this topic is just what are we really willing to sacrifice? It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting topic for me, I think, because I'm like, there's, there's so many things that I'm like, hell yeah, like, I want to achieve this, 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 and this X, Y, and Z. Like I have got certain goals or certain achievements that like, I know I'll feel like really fulfilled and like really good when I reach them. So it's kind of interesting to like think about this all the time because anytime you, you think of a goal and you want to break it down into steps and how you're going to get there, it's like sacrifice comes into play if you've got other things that you're like doing already or tendencies or habits that like you find hard to break. Yeah, that one always hits me, uh, especially like as I learned more about Wim Hof and about breathing exercises and about meditation and as I've dove more into um, studies surrounding exercise and like, not that I didn't know exercise was healthy, right? But having that kind of tangible and very specific reasons as to why exercise is healthy and like what it does for you, you know what I mean? Like, Dude, you saw evidence of that yesterday. Oh yeah, like I, saw, I started running with you and it's like my allergies just gone. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't come back. Yeah. Like I've had a little bit of sniffling Really? Since yesterday, like just slight nose irritation. Yeah. But straight up my terrible, terrible allergies completely gone since we ran yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. You seem good right now. Yeah. Yesterday you had a fucking super like, I was not runny feeling nose. It. Not feeling it yesterday. Your I was eyes like, looked puffy. I don't like, even want to go on this run. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I got to support my friends and I got to support myself. Yeah. Damn. And you, you reaped a reward yeah. for your sacrifice. It's like, boom. Yeah, it's like, bam. Like, damn, dude. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> yeah, man, that was, uh, for context, you know, Jose and I and two other friends of ours went for a run yesterday. It was sick. And uh, we sacrificed the time and made it happen. Yeah. And I ended up feeling really good afterwards, as did Jose. Mm-hmm. Also, for more context, I don't run like ever. <laughs> I'm not, I would say I'm in above average shape, but I don't, I've never enjoyed running that much, Yeah. Uh, but it was really nice. Oh yeah. Yep. It's good. That sacrifice was uh, definitely worthwhile and we had a tangible reward. Absolutely. Right away. So it's kind of funny. I think um, the amount of times that I experienced like resistance when it comes to anything like that like even even you know when you were you were like oh fuck running what am i doing here (laughs) (laughs) like i'm like yeah man like and it's funny this is with running specifically i actually enjoy running like personally um and i kind of have for a really long time actually like i was one of those people who like for whatever fucking reason like when the pacer test came around i was like all right let's fucking go like and i was down to do the pacer test like and stoked on it like yeah. i was not like oh this sucks you know i was like hell yeah <laughs> um but so it's funny like with any anything though and even if i like the thing so like even with running for example if i consistently try to create a routine for it of course i'm going to 
reach a day where I'm like, God damn it. I, I do not want to run today or right now or whatever the feeling is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting to have such a tangible reward given to you almost all the times that you choose to make the sacrifice, but then you still feel the mental resistance when it comes to making the sacrifice. So battle with our own minds. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been feeling that battle a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like recently, even this morning, I'm like sacrificing part of my day so I can sleep a little longer. Yeah. And to be fair, it was, I think, well-deserved on anybody's part to sleep a little bit more today. Yeah. After like running and then deciding to go down to the beach at night for no reason. Oh, there was a reason. Yeah. I didn't see much. No, okay. the bioluminescence was pretty cool. Like when we got down <laughs> in between the rocks, I don't think you went in between the rocks, but I didn't, I was, yeah. I was really getting a lot of it. Like yeah. once you actually stepped into the water, which okay. was so funny, I was making the jokes, but like, yeah. you know, we're standing on the shore and you know, there's people in the water who are like splashing the water and they're like, Whoa, this is so cool. And then, uh, you can't see anything from the shore yourself. Yeah. Like you just don't see fucking anything. Yeah. And, but like, I was like, sure enough, I took off my shoes, walked out like, you know, to shin, shin deep water and like yeah. started fucking around in the water. And it, and it was like, holy shit, super apparent right away. I was huh. like seeing all the bioluminescence, like running my hand through the water, just like fucking okay. boom, lighting up, seeing little blue fucking blue little sparks everywhere. Pretty much like it I was, was wondering. Yeah, man, it was really cool. Like, uh, yeah, it was sick. Yeah. There's a reason that, uh, and was out there for so long. Yeah, she was sure. fucking killing it. Well, when I went um, and walked out, you know, around the rock myself. Yeah. Further out. Yeah. And I was just out there. I was like splish splashing and I saw a ton. So I'm like, oh, okay, so if we go around in the cove, there's probably, it's probably gonna be awesome. Totally. Yeah. But it's really just like, you know, deeper in the water. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So much sense. But yeah, that was, that was a worth, a worthy sacrifice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and then this morning when I wake up, it's like, oh, I wanted to do this, this, and this today. And I slept in a little bit longer than I had wanted to. So now I don't I don't get to do one of those things, you know? Yeah. Or I'm gonna be like crammed on time if I try to fit everything in, right? So I got a radiator to replace. I'll see you later, Alex. <laughs> um you know, Rachel needs her car this weekend. No, but sacrifice for me, like I said last week, is when your pet dies and you just wasted that opportunity to sacrifice something. And <laughs> it's such a weird word because I hear sacrifice and I'm like, okay, that could mean so many different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's really what are you giving up? You know, that's kind of the, the base of the word for me. And on a goal oriented or objective oriented path, you're always giving something up. Number one thing being time, obviously, even sitting here with you, it's like every second I'm here talking into the microphone, I'm giving you another second or I'm giving listeners another second yeah and 
to me, obviously, it's important enough. I value it enough to be willing to give that second or hour or however long. And every single goal that I have comes with just that initial time cost. Like that's, that's the Annie in, you know, it's like, okay, well, I want to do this. Is it worth the time? And a lot of the times I don't even think about it. Like what I'm sacrificing. I don't think about the time that I'm sacrificing to put into something. Yeah. Especially it's, if you're excited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm excited, if I've, if I want to try something, I'm not thinking like, Oh, okay, well I got to Annie up an hour for that. Is that really worth it to me? Is yeah. an hour of my life really worth Like, I'm not thinking about that yeah, every day, yeah, yeah. but I think it's kind of interesting to think about something like that objectively, just like, okay, I've got this many hours, hopefully in my life. And, you know, you're just carrying all of these hours in your arms and like divvying them out yeah. and like taking bets and doing yeah. stuff like that. And it's kind of a funny image to me where... Like, okay, is this really worth it? Do I want to place some money on this? Yeah. Do I want to, you know, sacrifice some time? You know? And so (laughs) it it kind of plays into a lot of that objectivity and goal-oriented thinking and how I can really best utilize my sacrifices to attain my goals just really in a weird way of looking at it. And like I said, I don't think about, you know, every bit of time that I'm going to put it, be putting into things, but I do think about the other things that I'm sacrificing to be able to do something, you know, like lately I gave up video games with Zach and I've definitely been a little bit more bored, but in a good way where it's like, it's forcing me to look at like all of these other things that I normally like put on the back burner, right. like, Oh man, it's been a long day. Uh, I've gotten done like pretty much everything I had to do today. So I'm going to play some games. Yeah. And then I stay up a little bit too late, later than I wanted to. Yeah. And wake up later than I wanted to and, you know, had fun playing games. But now it's like, okay, damn, it's only 8 p.m. I did everything I needed to do today, yeah. but I can't go to bed quite yet. It's going to be a bit early for me. What do I do now? Well, I'm not playing video games. So it's like, okay, well, maybe I make a little music. Maybe I do a little research and, and then 10, 11 o'clock hits. And I'm like, okay, I'm tired enough now. I'm going to go mosey into bed, maybe watch an episode of anime and chill out, fall asleep. Oh, brush my teeth too. I do do that. Um, (laughs) In case you're wondering. Um, I know it probably doesn't smell like it from over where you're sitting, Alex. Definitely. (laughs) It's probably just (laughs) awful. You're like, man, is that my cat? No, it's Jose again. (laughs) um but no it's like then i'm i'm getting to sleep at a reasonable time for myself yeah and getting proper sleep and then waking up and i I didn't lose out on time that i would have been sleeping because i stayed up too late playing games i wouldn't i'm a little bit ahead if anything because I also did some research or I did some music production the night before where it's yeah. like I have these goals in music production, I have these goals and all these different things. And if I'm researching and doing even just a little bit of work every night instead of playing video games, I'm just that much further ahead and I'm getting proper sleep. It's like yeah. a win-win. And then the next day is even better. Yeah, It's crazy, man. Beautiful. And I'm just reminded of these these moments in my life where I do give something up 
and I remember how rewarding it is. Yeah. And I kind of regret all the years where it's like, damn, why did I just cling to these things nonstop? It's like, I didn't, I've never really seen them as like extremely unhealthy. Like there are times in my life where it has been pretty unhealthy for me to be playing too many video games. Like 12 years old, I discover World of Warcraft and I'm like, okay, well, I don't really need reality (laughs) anymore. I've got this. You know, fuck reality. Um, I've got a druid to level. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I didn't really see it as a problem back then. And then all of a sudden I'm 13 years old. I'm like, oh, this probably is a problem. This is definitely a problem. Yeah. And so just recognizing, you know, it's fine. It's fine to play games. I don't have any problem with people that play games. Um, But I also think they need to recognize for themselves and be aware of themselves of, how much of that is really impacting what they truly want to do in life. And if, if, if all you truly want to do is be Asmongold and play games 24 seven, then that's cool. Yeah. Like do your thing. You got your work cut out for you. You know, you've, yeah, you've got your work cut out for you. Yeah, and if Asman's you can, been putting in the work. Yeah. He's been putting in hours. He doesn't even wash up. dishes. He doesn't wash dishes. He's too busy. So that he can keep achieving his dream, which yeah. is to be the biggest MMO streamer. Yeah. So if you want to do that for your life, you need to stop using cutting boards right now because all you need is that dirty frying pan and some paper plates. Let me tell you. Absolutely. Get it going. Man, it's, it's hilarious when you like <clears throat> kind of take that compounding view mm-hmm. of, you know, any, any time that you're, you're, you're sacrificing time to do something, right? Like, and also even to kind of recognize and acknowledge that no matter what, you're always sacrificing and or giving away time. Like no matter what you're doing. No matter what. Even if like even if it's not towards something that you want, like whether you want to be sacrificing time or not, you are always, right? Time is always going. So it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, like that's just constantly happening. So what um, are you paying that into? You know? Yeah. It's and it's and it's funny, right? Like when you sit down and you're like, okay, well, I can look at like video games and be like, holy shit, like, I've got 200 hours in this, in this game. Like, yeah, holy fuck, like, that's a lot of time, you know? Like, yeah. And then you start to think, like, damn, like, what would it look like if I had even a fraction of that, like, a quarter of that into any specific other thing? Like, any, like, like instead of using that on video games, it's like, boom, yeah. oh, what if I had 200 hours in, like, an instrument or in, like, Photoshop or in, or in, like, a tool, a tool of some kind, right? Like, or a skill of some kind, like... Mm-hmm. And you start comparing that. And then and then I was really thinking about this today or yesterday, I think, because so Emma's doing the um, um, yoga certification because she wants yep. to be a yoga instructor. So she's doing a 200-hour yoga certification instructor thing where she's going to get her certification at the yep. end of it. And it's a 200-hour class. It's going to take five months. And I was like, for a second, it hit my brain really weird because I was like, dude, I've put in 200 hours in a game in like less than three weeks. That's the point, dude. <laughs> now you're picking up what you're pooping out. Yeah. 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 And I was, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And then, and then I'm like, kind of like realizing, right? Like, it's like, yeah, 200 hours to be this yoga instructor and it's going to take five months. And like, mind you, they're meeting three times a week. And I'm like, damn, like, that comparison of like, oh, 200 hours, if I'm doing something every single day, 
like takes like two to three weeks. But if I'm only managing to do it two times a week, it's going to take me five months or more to get that 200 hours. Yep. So it's like, that's an insane time difference. Yeah. When you, when you look at it, like it's, it's fucking insane. And I'm not saying that I need to like go and do every skill as much as I would unhealthily do video games. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. um, but just as a comparative process, right? Like even one hour a day on a specific thing or what's the fucking, there's, there's like a, a math, a math thing for it. Actually, it's like 18 minutes a day for one year straight. And you become like, like better than 95% of people or some, it's like some ridiculous, like, um, exaggeration. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's, I'm going like, to write that down and quote you on it. Yeah. Quote me on it and then use it to guide statistic. the rest of your life. Make yeah. sure you don't listen to anybody else. Um, hundred <laughs> percent, but, uh, but yeah, it's like this like thing where it's like, yeah, like if you spend 18 minutes a day doing one specific thing um, for a year straight, you will have done and spent more time than like 95% of the people in that thing. Because 18 minutes a day for a year straight is compoundedly like so much more than what a lot of people are willing to put in to yeah. any given thing. Like, and it doesn't sound like a lot. It sounds like really simple. 18 minutes, like not a very long time, right? Like, and of course you want to have like, proper guidance and proper yeah. learning tools. Well, right. It so depends that you're, on like what you're doing. You spend 18 minutes making bread every day. Yeah. You never finish a single loaf because yeah. by the time you're like letting it rise, the 18 minutes is up. <laughs> so you never finish cooking it. Never like, you know, it's yeah. all within context. You got to yeah, like yeah. give the right amount of time to each thing, but hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like interesting when you think about that. Right. And you think about like, Oh, like, well, like, $8 for a coffee or $10 for my coffee. Cause it was seven fifty Cause I got the TikTok drink or I got like some fucking spruced up coffee and it came out to seven fifty or whatever. And then I decided to tip the barista two fifty Cause they were fucking super cool. And they hooked me up with extra whipped cream for no extra charge. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to give them two fifty ten $10 coffee. Not that big of a deal. But then like, if you're like $10 coffee every day, $300 a month. It's a lot of fucking money. It is a lot of money. It's like $3,600 a year. Dude. And then, and I do this a lot where I try to put it into context when I'm like thinking about getting a subscription for something. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, and I'm like, is this really worth $50 (laughs) a month? Is this really worth $50 a month? Is this worth five coffees a month? Like... I'm like, bro, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, what, what am I saying? I've got a fucking $300 subscription to Starbucks. Yeah. A $300 a month subscription to Starbucks. It's like, that's essentially what I've done. Totally. If I'm getting a coffee every day from Starbucks, which there's definitely periods of my life where I was doing that. Right. Yeah. Like, especially working around table, we got fucking Starbucks right outside, man. Yep. It's less than a minute away. To be fair. I pretty much only ever got two shots on ice. And that's, that's that shit. That was pretty cheap. I've been getting that espresso campana, that fucking, yep. it's just literally just two shots with whipped cream. It's like two eighty nine. Yeah. Whenever I'm really like, if I, you know, feel like I need some more caffeine or whatever, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, me and I've got the espresso machine. So like we have like spruced up coffees with whipped cream in the works pretty much every morning. And we also eliminated and took out like any... Um, of the, like the harmful syrups and super concentrated yep. and like gross syrups and shit. So, like you know what's going in your shit. Yeah, know exactly what's mm-hmm. going in my shit, and it's not high fructose bullshit. It's like we use like ninety five percent dark chocolate when we want to have mochas, mm-hmm. and to sweeten it, we just dump a bunch of honey in there and blend that up with the hot coffee once it's once you pour it in there, and it's like that's fucking Sounds already great. tastes like a mocha, and yeah. then it's like yeah, we just throw whipped cream on that bitch, and I do like some chocolate shavings, a little dash of cinnamon, like. Dude, Shit, it's super tasty. 
little tip for you. You could even, because uh, like honey is great. I personally am not the biggest fan of like honey and coffee because mm. it's like slightly, I don't know, just a different taste. Mm. Like I yeah. like just the, the sugar, but you can take your sugar, add water, oil, yeah. have your simple syrup, just like make some simple syrup once a week. Yeah. Keep it in your fridge. Add that to your coffee. True. And it's like pretty much the same shit that they're using at True. any place. But, you know, you can get your organic sugar. Yep. You can get some like organic vanilla. Throw that in your simple syrup. It's fire. Then you got your vanilla simple syrup. It's fire. Chilling. Like, and just by doing that, like I'm, it's already saving me a lot of money mm-hmm. because I mean, it's like, yeah, you could be like, oh, eliminate coffee altogether. But like, obviously we're living in a time and a culture where it's like, yeah, there's certain luxuries or lifestyle habits that like we can, I guess, I don't know, choose to adopt. And like, yeah, yeah like I could choose to not drink coffee ever. Yeah, but you live in the Pacific Northwest. Nobody's going to let you get away with that. Yeah, nobody. And besides, when winter rolls around, like, oh, I love having, dude, like Wait that there. used to be like the main reason I drank coffee actually was just not like the cold aspect and like it being hot and keeping me warm. But um, just having a warm beverage. Like yeah. I was like, oh man, when I want a warm beverage, I was like, oh yeah, coffee. And like, I didn't, I didn't used to, for a long time, I didn't feel very affected by coffee. I definitely feel very impacted by coffee now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't just fucking slurp down two coffees. I uh, wish I could. Yeah. Sometimes I do too. But other times I'm also kind of, I guess like, it's nice to be more sensitive to substances as I go on. Although when that happens to me with weed, I get a little bit upset because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, man, like if I'm using weed, it's like. I want to be able to function yeah. while I'm high, but then it's like, that's a fucking, a, a sword that's just going to lay you down. Cause it's like, in order to like maintain functionality while really high, it's like, you just have to have a high tolerance, which means you smoke a lot. And it's like, yep. I'm like, yeah. So, and that is a big, speaking of money sinks, it's like weeds a money sink for me too. It's like, yeah, I think about subscribing to something and I'm like, what am I talking about? I've got like realistically probably $150 a month subscription to weed. it's just like it's so it's fucking it's wild to take that kind of compounding view and then like use it comparatively Mm -hmm. when you talk about sacrificing time and you talk about what we're using our time for and it's really interesting man like i i don't i've never been somebody who really likes like regimented schedules and it's weird I, i don't know exactly why Maybe it just has to do with this, with specifics of like the the setting and everything that goes into where the structure is happening and who's enforcing the structure and how that structure is being enforced. Because I don't necessarily think it's that I like I don't like having structure because I've I've had structure before and it's really benefited me and I feel like I can recognize and acknowledge like you know systems right like when you have systems for things it's like boom like makes makes life a bit easier right like when you don't have to like think about everything that's on your plate right like. It's like calendar shit. Like I'm used to the calendar a bunch. I have, I have never used calendars or planners. I've never been able to do that. I can't either. Dude, I it's, tried. It's fucking, I, I don't even think I've really tried, honestly. I've tried and I just, I fail. I, I, think, time. I think for me personally, like I need like a really seamless type of method, which is why I'm getting excited with like AI and you don't even really need AI to do this. I think you can already do it in the calendar app. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's things that are like using AI can actually make this process more seamless. But mm-hmm. um, so I feel like I need like a voice activated thing and to just like actually use the tool. 
Yeah. Um, cause I do find myself like, I don't always forget stuff. Like even with smoking weed, it's like, I, I feel like I remember things pretty well. Like I'm not really one of those people who forgets that I work mm-hmm. on a day. And like, if my schedule changes like this week, I have a different schedule. It's like, I don't usually forget. Like once I recognize it, I acknowledge it. And I'm like, boom, like, hell yeah, it's in my head. Um, <clears throat> but it is interesting to like consider like what stuff is taking up space in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I, I personally love to have information and kind of data and knowledge. That's like very much like in there and in the forefront that I can pull on at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also kind of, you know, kind of curious about like, oh, like what is that sacrifice in terms of my mental energy and how much space I have, right? Like if I, if I'm waking up in the morning and being like, okay, like what were the things that I wanted to complete today? That, even that, that alone is mental energy that I'm expending mm-hmm. on doing something that like there is a tool in a system that actually could have, could have um, prevented me from needing to use my, my energy to try to think about my day yeah, that day. Absolutely. Like if I was organized, I wouldn't have had, and, <clears throat> and using a calendar and, and using the systems yeah. and the tools available, like... I would, wouldn't need to do that every morning. I could, I could potentially make that a once a week process yeah. instead of an every morning process. And you talk about 15 minutes a day for a week adding up mm-hmm. over the month, right? Versus 15 minutes a week, 15 minutes a day versus 15 minutes a week. It's like, yeah, like you're already saving a lot of time. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but yeah, it's interesting, right? And then like talk about failing with some of those tools. Um, and I think I've experienced that in like high school when like, you know, they were like, here's your planner and you can write down stuff that's coming up. <laughs> and I was like, I, I just know it's coming up. So like, why do I need to write it down? Like, and it just never like ever really like worked very well for me yeah. or made sense to me. Yeah. It's like, I know what I'm doing this afternoon. I'm going to my first class. I'm skipping my second class. Lunch happens. I'm going to skip the rest of the day too. And then I'm going to walk home. (laughs) What do I need a calendar for that? You know? For me, I actually have a good time. Like, if if I know I have a lot going on the next day and a lot of stuff that I want to get done, I'll pull open my notes app on my phone and I'll just be like, things I'm doing tomorrow. And then like in as good of order as I can, just like, throw all that shit out there. Like, uh, I think it was Sunday night. I was about to go to bed and I was like, Oh crap. I forgot to upload the podcast. So I like go through my notes app and start writing out. Okay. Here's what I need to do tomorrow. Really important. First thing I put on there, wake up, upload the podcast. Mm. And so I immediately woke up, started uploading podcasts and then I had like, I don't know, five or six other things on my list that I had to get done that day and I just wrote all that stuff down in the order that I wanted to do it. That really helps me and I feel like if I had that stuff on a schedule on a weekly basis, it would be really nice of at least like having that outline. My problem is that I have a hard time like going back to it after I've already written it down if it's not like immediately in the future and really important to me. So it's like if I do it once a week, Halfway through the week, I'm already going to stop looking at it yeah. and like stop caring because I'm like, well, I already know what I'm doing this week. So yeah. whatever. But I think if I do it, you know, take five minutes every night yeah, for the next day of, okay, here's what I'm doing tomorrow. And it's the same thing with, I don't know, I, I've heard a lot of successful people and man, I hate that 
term in general. I think it's just <laughs> stupid. It's like whatever you want to consider successful. Yeah. Like yeah. I consider my mom successful 100%. and I consider my wife successful. Yeah. And those are two very different things. The yeah. reasons that I consider my wife successful and the reasons I consider my mom successful. Yep. Some of them overlap. <clears throat> but I know a lot of successful people that prepare as much as possible and that that saves them the most time in the future. And since time is your biggest chip to bet with, you know, you're the biggest thing that you have to use as leverage for anything in your life, then you want to save as much of it as possible. So it's like get as much ready the night before as you can for your next day. And it's like, you know, set out your clothes that you're going to wear, set out, you know, the things that you're going to use, make sure that this is clean, make sure that you have your day written out. And, and I do like that. And I think that, like I said, when I do write stuff down for the next day, it helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was recently watching a Max Maher video and he mm -hmm. was kind of talking about this type of stuff. <clears throat> and I really liked his, a little like kind of looser approach to it. Not necessarily like looser in action. Like he was still taking the time to like be writing things down and, um, marking them in his calendar or what have you. But uh, <laughs> he kind of was like, yeah, um, you know, if I know that I need to, I need to do a specific thing on this day and I'll, I'll write it in at this time, you know, because it's like my calendar's got time, time constraints and limitations on it that I can design. And... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Cat, man. The cats are just getting into havoc right now. Tora. Um, but basically, he's like, yeah, um, just because I write it in at a specific time, <clears throat> he's like, I'm not very rigid with my time. So it doesn't matter to me if I am having a phone call with my grandma at 6 p.m. or if, it, if I don't get to it until 7.30 or 8.30. Like, he's like this very specific rigid time structures he's like they don't really work for me that well he's like but i just try to give myself like ballpark estimates and he's like and i never i never am like harping on myself if i'm late to a thing because i've already predetermined that it's not a rigid time that i need to be doing and starting this specific task it's just on my list for the day and i know like my priority order so when i do my priority order it's like yeah i'm gonna get those things done and i'm gonna make sure the most important shit is happening first and all that jazz like but it was, yeah, it was kind of interesting because like it is when you talk about scheduling and like wanting to make better use of your time, right? Like it can start to feel like, oh my God, do I just live in this rigid world where like I'm like beep boop, beep boop, got to do this at this time. And like, I don't want to feel like that. I don't think anybody wants to feel like that. I think that's probably part of why I have a kind of like gross feelings towards rigid time structures and also like certain other types of structures that I've been in in the past that felt very um, constraining and stifling of my either individuality or my day-to-day -day kind of like swinging of, of feelings and whatnot. Um, Absolutely. Which of course there's got to be room for. And that's why I like the, I like the kind of looseness of, of the structure that he was kind of talking about. So, yeah. But yeah, man, when you start to look at it, like compounding and just time that you're spending every day, and then like when you talk about having a goal or wanting to achieve certain things, it's like, and of course, like if you have a specific, like you want to go to school 
and get a specific degree, that's kind of like a time gated thing. Yeah. Like, right. Especially if you have a specific institution that you want to attend and you Mm -hmm. want to do it in a specific way. Um, but if you just in general, like want to learn how to do something or, or use something, or you want to adopt a routine, then I think it's, it becomes really important to, to look at that, at that time that you're spending in that compounding time and kind of figure out a system or a process where we can, I don't know, make better use of it. It's absolutely, it's interesting. And even if I am bad at writing stuff out a lot of the time, I, the times when I think I've been most productive in my life is when I've written out like, okay, here's the things that I want to do. Yeah. And then here's everything that I currently do. What can I give up? Yeah. You know, what am I willing to give up to, to do the things that I want to do and to reach the goals that I want to reach. And I do think some people like operate a little bit better when they know like very specific schedules and times for everything. They are kind of beat boot people. But I also do think that it is more stressful as a human being to live like that. Yeah. And, and I've seen that with um, my aunt recently. She, um, she, went the, she went to the hospital and, you know, had some stress-related complications. Yeah. And I think part of that is just constantly filling her plate to the brim with that strict mm. time stuff. And constantly just overdoing things for everyone else and not taking enough time for herself to kind of meditate and have some loose time just for herself. Yeah. Well, and and to have like actually, actually beneficial downtime. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was talking about this with them like yesterday, I think, because she was expressing how there's sometimes where she can be like engaging in an activity that she's like, all right, cool. This is like a low energy, low engagement activity that I can feel like I'm kind of recuperating or something while I'm doing this. Like it's kind of rejuvenating in a way or whatever. And then she's like, but there's, there's times where I do that and I don't feel better. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, and she, for, she's kind of talking about like scrolling on Instagram or like sitting down and like watching a show for a super long amount of time. And it was like this kind of, this kind of thing of like, yeah, well like actual regenerative downtime is like, kind of an interesting thing and it doesn't really take place if you're like dopamine centers are getting shot off absolutely because you're like engaging in something that is super fun or super awesome or or just distracting as fuck like um and what have you so it is it is interesting right like that uh i think i think that's a big part of it it's like if you do have that if you do have a structure of any kind like you also need a structure in downtime right and like better fucking hope that we can figure out some like very efficient and regenerative types of downtime right mm-hmm. like because that's going to be important if you have a lot of goals and you're trying to create a schedule for yourself right like and, yeah. and really trying to like kind of propel yourself it's like you also need to just like anyone who's like trying to get stronger fitness wise right mm-hmm. like you need to fucking plan a rest day yeah like, you have to have proper rest time have to so oh it's just like we were talking about yesterday yeah. you know with the with the sauna to cold water to sauna to cold water stuff like that. Like you do these things that that like don't take that long, you know? Yeah. But the amount of rejuvenation that you get from them and the amount of not like adrenaline, but like your nervous system just coming online, 
you know, just literally it's like a, a switch just flicking on. Like you're online, but in the best way possible. Like you're relaxed, you're rejuvenated, you have energy, you feel great. Like yeah. you could, I don't know, maybe go on a run or you could relax on the sofa and both would feel equally amazing. Just you are online. Yeah. And I think those are the types of things that people should be looking for yeah. out of that downtime. If yeah. and, and putting that into your schedule. You know, like if you have access to a sauna, maybe take a sauna every day. There's yeah. some some good medical research out there that shows how beneficial that is. Yep. Same and, with same with cold exposure. Yeah, same with cold exposure. So, and meditation. Meditation as well. Yeah. So take that time because yeah, it's nice to like maybe sit down, scroll through something on your phone for a little bit, maybe watch an anime. Yeah. yeah whatever. Of course. It's great. Yeah. And sometimes you think throughout the day, how nice it would be to just do that for a little bit instead yeah. of whatever you're doing. But yeah. it doesn't solve the root of the problem. It's yeah. not actually relaxing and recuperating and yeah. rejuvenating you. But it seems like it would. Mm -hmm. It fucking feels like it. <clears throat> feels like in, it should. Yeah, when you're in the middle of a stressful day, man, like you're like, fuck, I'm tired, bro. All I want to do is like, I don't know, kick back and fucking put it on some anime. Mm -hmm. Just chill. Like... It seems like that should be very like, oh yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. Downtime, regeneration, like, but not always. Sometimes I think like you can include it, of course, right? Like I think like, say if you've like, you know, two days a week, you're like, I've got a one hour of mandatory downtime. Mm -hmm. Two days a week, I scheduled that in. One hour of mandatory downtime. I think like there's room to be like, okay, well, I'm going to watch an anime for 20 minutes. I'm going to watch a 20 minute episode of anime. And then... I'm going to do 20 minutes of meditation and then maybe I'll go on a walk. Yeah. Right. And like, actually. That like, sounds nice. Yeah. It sounds super good. Like, this sounds like a beautiful chain of events right there. Or you can even mix it around, go on a walk, meditate, and then watch the anime. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, but actually incorporating those really regenerative kind of things into your downtime. Right. And like, I mean, sacrificing some of that, some of that dopamine charging anime. Mm -hmm. Um, and or dopamine inducing phone scrolling. Mm -hmm. um, sacrificing a little bit of that to have actual downtime mm -hmm. during that time where you're doing that because you want to have downtime. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of what you were saying yesterday on, on our run of, I, I, we were both kind of touching on the topic, but of all of these things that we have on TikTok and Instagram, different things um, that people are trying to show us like, oh, here's how you can do this easier and stuff like that. Like you might scroll through 10, 20 of those videos and be like, oh, I need to remember that for the future. And you never do. And it doesn't matter. And it was just like, essentially like clickbait, right? You know, you're just watching because you're seeing somebody else do something useful. Yeah. And the human mind tricks itself into feeling like you're doing that useful thing just by watching them do it and getting that satisfaction out of it. I think, and I just thought of this right now, like maybe you could take that time that you're scrolling or whatever you're doing, watching anime, like go ahead and do it, right? But then afterwards, like go through in a little assessment with yourself. Like, okay, like what did I learn from this? Like, can I summarize this anime episode? Can I use the information from this in some way? Um, right now, even if it's just writing down, like, here's my outlook on that. Here's my perspective on this episode. And 
here's what I learned from it. And it's, it's similar to what they do in like a lot of college writing classes where, um, I, for, I forget what they call it, but it's a certain type of reading and summarizing that helps you remember information really, really well. And like, so it's like after every paragraph, you write a short sentence summary of what that paragraph was about and then ask yourself a few questions about it, right? So yes, you can have this downtime of scrolling where it might not be that useful, but then if you were to summarize that and then ask yourself a few questions about that 10 minutes of scrolling, like maybe it's not the most useful information in the world, but at least you're turning it into like a self-reflecting moment where you can maybe remember something useful from it. Yeah. And then, and then you're also writing, which I think is useful. Yeah. And maybe just you sitting there writing and reflecting turns into a little bit more. Right. Yeah. And you're, you're taking instead of scrolling for 20 minutes, scrolling for 10 and then doing some writing for 10 minutes about it. You're taking that little bit of sacrifice to push yourself in a little bit more positive direction every time you're using something that maybe isn't the most productive. Yeah. Like that. I was watching a video, <clears throat> I think either today or yesterday. And it was kind of, I think the main topic of the video actually was this guy was, he was like, yeah, I've, I've used, um, you know, over 150 different apps that are supposed to be like, you know, productivity related and help you to be organized and like help you with systems and whatnot. Um, and help you with workflow and like all, you know, this kind of topic. And my favorite takeaway from that video was that he focused a lot on the idea of if you have something that you want to do and say you want to do it every day or three times a week, whenever, whatever the frequency is, right? It's like, if you have something you want to do, no matter what or how frequent, that like you are much more likely to do that thing if there is not friction when it comes to doing that thing right and so like he he he, one of his things is like he's like yeah so like i know that i want to be like spending 20 to 30 minutes a day exercising in some form like getting some movement he's like and so if it's not one of my gym days because i go to the gym three days a week um or even if it was one of my gym days like and i'm doing something on my um on my computer he's like i actually got a standing desk and I got a standing desk and I actually bought a really like sleek and small treadmill that fits right under my standing mm-hmm. desk. And he's like, and I actually use this treadmill while I'm just like gaming and doing whatever I'm doing for this block of time. And then like at the same time, I'm getting my, he's like, and then he's like, I pulled it up. He's like, over the last two months, I've walked like 14,000 kilometers or something like that. Like, like he's actually walked a fucking massive amount while doing the things he was already planning on doing instead of sitting. And he was like, he's like, yeah, like, and he's like there, it's already here. It's already set up. I don't have to do anything. I literally just have to step onto the treadmill and then I can like press the button on the treadmill and it starts and I'm on my computer doing my thing. Like 14,000 kilometers in two months. Something like that. That is really far. It might've been a longer period of time. It was a big fucking number. Damn. It was that's a lot. Like, what is that in? It was 14,000 divided by, uh. I think it's like a lot of miles. <laughs> yeah. 
like I'd guess like six thousand something, forty thousand. Yeah. I might have botched the time period. It might have it might have been a longer time period. Um, it's it's eight thousand six hundred ninety nine miles. And divided by sixty. Uh, fourteen thousand kilometers to miles. No, no, no uh, divided the miles by sixty. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that like that's my thinking behind this is that the PCT from California bottom of California yeah. to Canada is like 2,600 miles or 2,400 miles or something. Yeah. So that usually takes people three to five months. That's a long time. So if he's walking 8,600 or 8,700 miles in two months, <laughs> yeah, that's like a ridiculous a, a, amount. Rid- yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Like I said, I probably botched the numbers. No, no, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> I'm sure that's spot on. But this, it, and this dude's superhuman. It's dude. No, it's, it was, it's actually crazy though. Like a uh, big number. He might be superhuman. You never know. That's true. It's 145 miles a day. Yeah, it probably wasn't that high. I'm sure it was higher. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, the point is, it was a ridiculous like amount of distance and steps. Yeah, basically that were all done mm-hmm. at his computer desk, and like he was like, and I still go on walks and like go outside. And do other things, you know, he's like, but this is just something that like makes it so because I know that I want to be getting in like a lot of steps. I know that I want to be like physically moving a lot because it's Mm -hmm. just good for you. Like we know that. And so he's like, yeah. And so this is like a really like a way that there's no friction for me to do this and Mm -hmm. like make sure that I'm getting my steps in. Like I don't have to like think of an activity to do while I'm outside walking and getting these steps like like I can be getting this and working towards it like pretty much passively while I'm doing other things on my computer, which I'm, which is where the majority of his work was taking place anyway, which is really cool. And then I think he had another example of like, you know, he's like, I, he's like, and now I try to do like yoga pretty much every day. And so he's like, for me, it was a difficult thing to even just to like, be like, Oh man, I have to get up and get my yoga mat out of the closet and then roll it out Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And he's like, so I just, I actually just decided to make a space where it was totally not inconvenient to have my yoga mat just be set up all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, and now like I generally will wake up in the morning and immediately get down onto the mat. Cause it's right next to my bed. Mm-hmm. And I just immediately like start doing some yoga pretty much first thing after awakening, mm-hmm. like, um, and like different types of stuff like that, that he was just like kind of describing like the process of reducing friction when it came to having a daily activity that you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really liked. And I've, I think I've already used that practice in my life to some extent. Right. It's like, having my keyboard on my fucking right in front of my computer, mm-hmm. even if I'm not using it, it's there. All I have to do is take off the cover and hit the power button mm-hmm. and it's ready. Right. Instead of like keeping it in my closet and where I'd have to get it, get the cord, yep. plug the cords in, set it all thing. up. It's like, no, fuck that. Like last it's time I put be a here. synthesizer in my closet, I stopped using it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. So it's like kind of like figuring out <clears throat> exactly what you want to be doing, how you want to be using your time what activities you can sacrifice and then um, creating like a creating like a frictionless system to help you achieve those things and and identifying anywhere that there is friction when it comes to the things that you want to do and Mm -hmm. like the activities you actually want to be spending your time doing for sure identifying and then eliminating that friction Um, because yeah I think like I mean everybody everybody's different everybody's got their own their own form of friction when it comes to different things and personally for me and I know actually for quite a few people that I know it tends to be their own mental 
like stuff surrounding parts of the process. And so I think like that, that whole idea of like reducing, you know, friction wherever the fuck you can. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, like, yeah, I don't have to get up and get my, my yoga mat out. I don't have to get up and get my microphone out. That stays plugged in. I don't, you know, it's like whatever it was. I was like, man, I just like really like was digging that concept. Yeah. um, I think it remains true for a lot of people on a lot of things and, and they don't even realize it most of the time. Like, when I'm having the most trouble making music, it's because my entire desk area is full of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. I clean up my desk area, and then I sit down, open up FL Studio, and I'm having a great time. Yeah. But outside of that, it's really difficult. And it's the same thing with art, you know, if I'm trying to do some painting and stuff, I don't really have the, a good space for it. It's like I yeah. just do it at my desk as well, and I have, like, an easel, and I have, like, mm. you know, a big wooden clipboard that I'll, like, tape stuff too that I'm painting but it's yeah. it's still difficult I feel cramped and I don't feel like I'm making things in the way that I want to it'd be great to have an art studio or something or like another bedroom where it's just art stuff you know um, or just music stuff and I think just really figuring out what you want to do and how you can sacrifice a little bit of this and a little bit of that to to allocate for that it's just amazing and helps you in, in so many ways and as soon as you reduce all of that clutter and, and really focus and it, it's kind of funny. It's storage is so weird. It's like closets and storage and shit in general. It's like, it's kind of a signifier of telling you what you don't actually need in your life. And, and there are obviously exceptions to that. Like I keep my snowboarding gear in storage cause I don't use it for the majority of the year, but then the snow season comes around and it's like, okay, I got to go to storage and grab my snow stuff. Right. And there are going to be exceptions like that. But for the most part, I haven't thought about anything in storage or in my closet, like in a very long time. And I do use certain things now and then, but it's like, okay, maybe I should just go through all this and get rid of all of it, especially because storage is expensive and I hate it. And I think about it every day. Ugh, way too expensive. Yeah. We just did a bunch of, going through and sorting and stuff before we rearranged in here we like got rid of a lot of shit <clears throat> and it looks great in here thank you yeah it feels good I'm like really stoked on getting rid of stuff and also the change up inside of this place it feels nice mm-hmm. yeah and it was a big time sacrifice but but it was definitely worth it but it's done now like yeah you're not sacrificing more time for it you already have it yeah and now it's actually helping me sacrifice less time yeah because like the flow in here is so much fucking better for sure i mean i am willing to drive over here because it's really easy for us to just set things up yeah like obviously i don't have my mic here 24 7 but that takes you know two seconds to set up yeah we have this nice open area talk to each other have our mics going got the kitties two hairs three or four computers Lots of hair. Lots of hair. Two dudes? Two hairs. Two one dude. How many hairs? Couple dreams. <laughs> <laughs> the wires are missing. The wires have been sacrificed. The wires are gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's wild, man. I, I'm like I love this this topic and I love kind of pondering over I mean, why it's even so difficult and why we have like such mental resistance to, to certain things, especially after we've developed habits, right? Like that's a big mm-hmm. part of it. It's like, oh yeah, I have certain habits. And then if I've been doing and, and acting in a certain way and having certain behaviors every single day for, you know, years, it's like, 
yeah, when I wake up and I tell myself I'm going to go work out, my brain is like, well, that's not what we do. <laughs> <laughs> like, what it's are already you been done? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's not, it's not a part of the routine. It's not a part of the plan, man. Like, um, and anytime that your brain kind of presents resistance for you, it's interesting. Um, and kind of like wrapping it into the sacrifice stuff, like, I don't know. It's so funny. Like the why always like is something that really interests me. Right. It's like, you know, on the topic of like meditation, for example, right. It's like, I can tell, I, you know, I have I was talking to my dad. All right. My dad is in Costa Rica. He moved to Costa Rica. He's retired. They like got a house in Costa Rica. It's all set up. Right. They're fully there. Me and I went to visit him. And at a certain point, I ended up in a conversation with him about a bunch of different topics. But at one point, we started talking about um, the thing that he was like, things that he's kind of afraid of um, as he's growing older and like now that he's retired. Um, and one of the things that he was kind of like really expressing fear around was any type of brain degeneration, whether that was like Alzheimer's or, you know, what have you, like anything that would reduce the function of his brain and just the degeneration of his brain. Um, and so I kind of immediately just actually started like researching some stuff and like looking into um, what things like can actually, if there is anything, what can fight the degeneration of the brain. Um, and I'm pretty sure that like there's some foods that can help in that realm and at least some foods that can eliminate. Lion's mane. Yeah. Yeah. Mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Lion's mane. Yeah. Um, and then, but I was also curious about activities, right? And that's where like meditation came in and it was like, there's studies that show that meditation can not only like potentially put an end to the degeneration that's happening, like, or slow it at least. Um, but actually in some cases they're able to show that they were able to regenerate brain that had been degenerated by the diseases that they had wild. Like they were able to show reversal like of, of the degeneration process, like insane, insane. Right. And then, I found another study that was taking people in a bunch of different age groups and comparing mental acuity. And they had a bunch of different kind of like sub factors within mental acuity that they were testing, right? Like memory and sharpness and response time and like what, what have you. Um, There's a bunch of different little subcategories within mental acuity. And they were comparing um, 50 year olds who meditated every single day and had been meditating. Um, I actually, I don't think it was every day. I think it was like, three times a week, something like that. It was just any, like a regular routine of three times a week, roughly, or something like that. But it was over a long period of time that they had kept this consistency. I think it was like four years or something like that. They were they're like, yeah, people over 50 who have been consistently meditating for four years or more. And they compared the mental acuity of this group with 25-year-olds, healthy 25-year-olds with like really, really strong brains like that are, you know, no issues. And their mental acuity was the same. The people who were like 50 plus who had been meditating every day and they had a third group that was people who were 50 plus who had not been meditating every day. The mental acuity difference was like fucking staggering like between those two groups. And that's like, that's only, you're not even talking about super old yet, right? Like that difference I'm sure will start to be exacerbated as, as those people grow older. Um, so super interesting, right? And then and then I start to like 
it always hits me. It's like, oh man, like, you know, I kind of tell this stuff to my dad and like, he doesn't like <clears throat> blatantly say, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's like, is he, yeah. has he adopted that habit? Seriously? Has he adopted it? Yeah. Did he take it seriously? Mm-hmm. Um, how strong is that fear? Right. And like, is he willing to acknowledge that fear to the point that he'll be like, I, I should actually adopt some of these habits every day that have been shown mm-hmm. to protect against neurodegeneration. Um, you know, and if that's not the case, why? Like, what, what is that? Right. Like what, like, and even within myself, right. Like we talk about like exercising and like, and or like meditation or like breathing exercises mm-hmm. and like the, the impact of doing certain things in a routine over a long period of time and how much they can benefit you. And not like turn you into a superhuman, so to speak, but kind of, mm-hmm. but to like protect you against a lot of the common ailments, especially in our fucking culture in our country, mm-hmm. United States. It's like there's a lot, there's a lot of common and chronic ailments that people are faced with. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, man, I, I think everybody, I don't think everybody acknowledges it all the time, but I know that everybody has experienced it where you acknowledge like the fucking actual importance and the weight of your health and like when you go from being like not feeling like when you're feeling okay and then you get sick really sick and suddenly you're like every task is hard and i've been sick before where like even like using my brain to do things was difficult and i was like i don't even have the energy to put Mm -hmm. my brain to do this right now like um and, and, you know, anything like, right, like you break a fucking, I broke my toe and like, I was, you know, it's like, I, I broke my big toe, couldn't fucking walk really for like a month and a half or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's interesting. It's interesting to consider like when it comes to our health and like feeling good and feeling well and not having chronic diseases, all the things that we have at our disposal yeah, and, or the things that will work against us, right? Like consuming a fuckload of like fried food and shitty food all day and every day. And like, what are you going to give up to like curb those fears Yeah, and get rid of these mental worries and get rid of the health worries and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. Are you going to pay your $300 Starbucks subscription? Yeah. Are you going to switch to something else? And that, that reminds me the, that health, thing that I went to at the, the naturopathic seminar thing. She's talking and she's like, yeah, these are like my prices. Here's my consultation like price. And like for you guys today, since I've pretty much given you the rundown that I would normally do at a normal appointment, like we can skip a lot of this. So like, here's your, you know, cheaper price. And this is a, a naturopathic that, um, is taking over the naturopathic clinic that I've been going to since I was a kid. Nice. So it's like not some like, you know, lady that has no idea what she's doing. She's been mentoring under somebody that I've trusted for like my whole life. Cool. And she's like, you know, we can work with people. We can do payment plans. We can do all sorts of stuff. But overall, it's like, can you afford two to 300 bucks a month for your health and to like get your own individualized plan for your gut and for just you in general? Because the normal medical system doesn't do that for you. They just give you pills and then those pills have side effects and they give you a pill for that. And they give you a pill for that. Band-aids on band-aids, man. Yeah. Band-aids on band-aids on band-aids. And, and then you think, okay, can I afford 200, 300 bucks a month for my health? And it's like, well, what could I cut out? I could stop 
drinking coffee or just like drink coffee at home that I prepare myself and save a lot of money that way. Yeah. I could cut down on weed or just not smoke weed at all. Yeah. I could walk more instead of having to pay for gas all the time. And that's also going to help my health. And it's like an investment into my future. And it's all these little things that you give up in the right way to invest into your health and well-being in the future. And most people are just working until they can retire and then enjoy their retirement years that they don't even get to enjoy because they sacrificed their health and their mental health and their physical health yeah. for their job that they could then retire from. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you can't even do anything now. What's the point? You know? Like, yeah. I want to still be jumping around and having a good time in my 50s and 60s. Yeah. And still be rock climbing and stuff in my 50s and 60s. Yeah. And also be mentally there. Yeah. And mentally like, acute. Yeah. Acute for sure. Yeah. And I want to be cute too. Yeah. You know? Mentally and I physically. Be a cute old man. A cute old man. Yeah. Exactly. And cute I mean, I take Lion's Mane every day and I've told you some of the benefits that I feel from that. Yeah. And I don't think it's something that you can be like, oh, this is such a clear change. But over time, gradual. I recognize all of these different things in myself yeah. that are just so much better. It's awesome. So, yeah, man. I mean, I, it, it all, it's, it's all something serious to think about that I think a lot of people need to really bring to their own attention and that I need to be thinking about on a consistent basis. Yeah, same. Just pushing this stuff to the front. Like, no, you need to think about what you're giving up every second for. Yeah. And what you're giving up your health for. Yeah. Think about where you're going. Yeah. I fucking reference another Max Maher video mm-hmm. and like kind of thing. It's not his original idea. I can't remember the person. It's like a famous old, like he's from 1900s, like yeah. earlier 1900s. But um, it was just this like thing about being successful in the entire video. It was like, yeah, this person's philosophy on what to do to achieve the goals that you want. And this person was like, I couldn't possibly know every single step that I need to do to achieve the goals that I want. There's no way for me to foresee that because th- there's going to be a lot of different steps along the way that I can't see from where I'm at right now. Right. Like, you know, how can you see over that ridge if you haven't even started walking? Right. Like, so you can't, can't foresee all of the things that you need to go through to get there. But he was like, but I can imagine all the actions that would lead to failure and to not achieving that goal. I can sit down and write down every single thing that I can imagine that would, that would lead to me not achieving and not getting successful in the thing that I'm trying to. And I was like, oh man, that's fire. Like, holy shit. So good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like sit down yeah. like, okay. Like, and then, so it was like, that was entire Max Meyer's entire video was like, He's like, so I decided to do this, all right? And he's like, so tip number one, if you don't want to achieve what you got, and you just I, go I remember yeah. the exact video you're talking <laughs> about. And it was actually one of his most entertaining videos. Yeah. Because it's just so funny, but so true. Yep. And yep. he brings up the, um, the <laughs> what is the, the thing? The sunken, sunken cost fallacy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, is, yeah just one of the most important things that I try to think about all the time. It's like, okay, if, if I put this much money into something, 
um, I can't quit. I can't give up because I'm already this deep. I yeah. have to keep going. I have to make this thing work. And it's like, no, you don't. If something's not working, move on. If I have this old junker car that I'm putting a bunch of money into and it just, it breaks down, it's not running anymore. I'm not going to leave it in my yard for 10 years. And I'm going to, I'm just going to get rid of it. You yeah. know, just need it gone. Yeah. And man, yeah, he's got a lot of great points in that video. And I definitely think it's, yeah. it's worth the watch. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun exercise to do, mm-hmm. you know, with your, with your mind. If you've got, yeah. you know, for anyone out there, if you've got fucking goals, you got dreams, you got things you're trying to achieve. If you can't get a clear picture of the path and all the steps that are going to be there, because it's, you know, like, like we were talking about a moment ago, it's, it can be kind of impossible it's a lot. to identify all the steps on the way. But it's a lot easier to figure out what actions are going to lead you to not succeeding mm-hmm. and which ones are going to lead you to failure. Yeah. Flip like, your perspective, flip your question on his head and be like, yeah. okay, what's going to make me fail? Yeah, yeah. How I've, do I not get there? I well, it. I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3 every, every day. day for the next <laughs> two months. It's another thing to think about when you were talking about like how long 200 hours is. You look at the first um, three weeks that everybody in our friend group was playing Baldur's Gate 3. Almost everybody has over 100 hours. Yep, 150 hours. In that game. In 100 like to 150. Weeks. Maybe Zach's a little bit closer to 200. Yeah. But yeah, that's in like two or three weeks. And it's... Dude, just imagine how much all of us as a group, if we took 150 hours and sacrificed all of them, put it in a big pool, betting pot for each other to like, all right, let's all put in 150 hours into a business project that we go in on with each other. Yeah. Like imagine. Yeah. It would be insane. Cause we'll get together for like an hour or two now and then on discord and be talking about stuff, mm-hmm. but 150 hours, 150 hours. Imagine how much we could get done. Three and it didn't feel like a big sacrifice for Baldur's Gate 3. Why no. should it feel like such a big sacrifice to I actually high further It felt like a drug. Okay, but it was a really good time. <laughs> it was a really Baldur's good time. Baldur's Gate 3, game of the year. Yeah. Game of the year for sure. Yeah, if you need to sink your life into something before starting on your journey to for goals, I recommend Baldur's Gate 3. It's a great yeah. time sink. It's actually a great... Um, it's a great thing if you don't ever want to achieve your goals. You should actually just start yeah. and never plan on stopping. If you want to fail really hard... For the next month, buy Baldur's Gate 3. Buy Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. If you're like, you know what? September's done. I'm not starting until October. Yeah. Buy Baldur's Gate 3. Go for it. It'll dis- September will be disappearing before you know it. And the plus side of that is you probably won't even regret it. <laughs> like You'll probably be like, yeah, it was worth it. It was worth not doing anything with my life for like two, three weeks because that <laughs> game was so good. It was really fucking really fucking good game i didn't even beat it yet yeah but it doesn't matter i probably won't for a while um yeah you know and that's a it's a cool place to kind of wrap it up hopefully hopefully all this talk about sacrifices made you think out there somewhere maybe think about your own life yeah think about the sacrifices what you can give up. All that jazz. Thanks for stopping by. Peace. 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 Peace.